0: This episode of The Patch is brought to you by Hulu Plus. Watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere with Hulu Plus. On your TV or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. Shows like Family Guy, Once Upon a Time, New Girl, Scandal, and more. Right now you can try Hulu Plus free for two weeks when you go to huluplus.com slash patch. Stop wasting your money and time buying expensive razors. For just a couple bucks a month, dollarshaveclub.com will ship amazing quality razors right to your door. Come on, join the hundreds of thousands of guys who have upgraded to the smarter way to shave. Shave time, shave money. Join now at dollarshaveclub.com slash patch. Welcome to The Patch. I'm Ashley Jenkins. Tai
1: Chi. Bernie Burns. He's
0: Tai Chi. Tai Chi. I'm Meg Turney. Tai Chi. And Bernie's doing martial arts. I looked, looked up <laughs> the monitor
1: when you, I heard Meg Turney. I looked up and I see my face. Big match. Big <laughs> Bernie, match. Meg Turney. So why is Gus not here
0: today? <laughs> um, Gus is buying a
2: house. Oh.
1: Really? really?
2: You can take time off of that? Because we did that all the time.
1: <laughs> <Gavin laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. He, no, it's
2: he, fine. He basically blocked out direction. a day of paperwork.
1: Gus is going house to condo. So yeah. he's, he's like, I don't want to I don't want to deal with anything ever. So he
0: decided yards are for suckers.
1: All right. I'm learning that. So we have a <laughs> gustless patch today.
0: Which basically means that we are running wild. <laughs> Let's go at one hour and forty-seven minutes. <laughs> Let's oh, ruin speaking it. Speaking of which, hold on. He would be very upset if we didn't do this.
1: Actually, you know what? I think Ryan is the one who's the big stickler about the hourglass for some Which reason. I
2: don't know why, because it doesn't go for an hour. My favorite part is that uh last patch, Gus pulled out a second timer. Because he I guess he doesn't trust this one, and Ryan got very offended. His personal timer wasn't good enough for Gus.
1: <laughs> but this, his personal
2: timer doesn't a, go for an hour. Gus yeah. is a
1: digital kind of a guy. You're talking about the grains of sand falling through a small opening is not a precise measurement uh, of time. That's science. I'm, am, I'm amazed. You. Amazed by that.
0: Don't argue with gravity. Yes.
1: Gus okay. is not here, and I think he would be disappointed that we're going to be talking. I think we should talk first about steam sales. Yes. You guys okay with that? Yeah. Well,
0: it. Mostly because they've been occupying every waking hour. I keep refreshing them hourly, even though I know they only refresh every eight hours just in case.
1: <laughs> well, here's here's the problem with Steam sales is that they act like they're like, oh, look, this went up today and better get it because there's like a big countdown timer until the next ones go up. You can continue to get the old deals even after they're gone.
0: I think the daily deal might be a 48-hour thing because it does say like here's the last one. Uh-huh. But after that, like after that, don't they go back to their whatever their normal sale prices?
1: I can check right now with something that I bought. I'm going to buy Monday. I have no idea. How much have you bought so far?
2: Oh. Yeah, I haven't bought a lot because last game sale I bought The 7th Guest and 11th Hour, which are two of my favorite old PC games, and I still, a year later, have not touched them. Yeah, I've bought like a year
0: later. <laughs> go figure. I've bought like 10. I need I to. Can't,
2: I can't gosh. stop.
0: I just go, oh, it's $2. Why wouldn't I?
1: Of the 10, how many have you played?
0: Um, One. Right, that's <laughs> actually pretty good. Yeah. How many, how many
1: have you installed? Three.
0: Oh wow, that's not what? bad. So yeah, well, not bad. Th- I have to look on the other laptop, but I installed like Real Mist and I installed The Witcher Two, which, by the way, is fifteen gigabytes. I had no idea, but that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I guess I'm just not used to.
1: Like, well, wasn't ever. The Witcher Two also though on consoles? Was it dumbed down that far for consoles?
0: I have no idea, <laughs> but that's why I was. I would have assumed that it to it to be a like a seven gig download, but it's not. It was fifteen on PC. If I, I just recall- assumed that basically I'm gonna get bigger textures.
2: Yeah. Nice. Now, you get Your more Your stomach was, burning stomach was upset about it
1: this. It So Witcher 2 was the first one of the series that was available on Xbox 360, right?
0: Yeah, the first one is PC only. And then Witcher 2 uh, came to consoles, and Witcher 3 will also be on consoles. Okay. But it's also PC, obviously.
2: And think,
1: 15 gigs.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been kind of leaning on the moving thing. Be like, oh, I'm a PC, I just got, I, I should put these pictures on the wall instead of looking at Steam deals.
1: How, how digital is your life? So you guys are moving. Is, yes, do you have everything. a bunch of books as well?
2: Yes. I have um, I'm building my second bookcase because right. I love books, but yesterday I got a Kindle. I love paper yes. books. But yesterday I got a Kindle. Welcome to the Kindle. And I cult. love it. Oh my god, I took it everywhere. I feel so cool holding it. I got to read in bed. It's, it's so tiny. Awesome. You can I read in the love dark. It. I love it. You know what is a great time Ashley to get sold a Kindle it to me.
1: before you move a bunch of books to a new location. That's the best time to do <laughs> but that. But I like
2: to have I would never get rid of my physical books. The I love them.
1: Only thing that's worse than moving books is moving people's weights. It's like it's like this is literally designed to just be a heavy object. That's true. And I've got to help you move. Gavin this has thing. two
2: dumbbells that were in the move and I've never once seen him lift either one of them, but <laughs> well, they, they, they made the move. move. Only to move them. They made the move. Oh no, the movers moved them. Oh well <laughs> so,
1: then. <laughs> no I right, just before we get too far off topic, I had to, to make guess. how big are Gavin's dumbbells that he has. Oh.
2: So uh, big. I like no, I no, I no, I have no idea what they are.
1: Does he have, does he have metric ones or whatever?
0: Are they, right. are they the girl ones that are in, like, the colors?
2: No, I wish. But I will say, for how digital our lives are, we have, like, Nest now. Like, everything. Like, the iPads control the light switches. Everything is digital. So Not
1: entirely video games, but it's tech-related. you guys see that Nest uh, also bought Dropcam?
2: Oh, I didn't see that. No. Yeah,
1: th- for, I think, $500 million. Gus is a big fan of Dropcam. He uses it every time he goes out of town. It's, like, a Wi-Fi... Camera that you can set up in your house. He does it so he can watch he his, dogs. his dogs. He oh, checks his dogs, doesn't he? he I
2: we're having one installed in our
1: house. <laughs> <laughs> to, to look at your dog, Penny?
2: Well, no, I mean for intruders, but also for Penny. <laughs> call it Penny Cam. When I was uh, when I was working at Ubisoft,
0: one of my coworkers installed, uh, it was before all this, so he just had some webcams Yeah, and he, that he could access remotely. And then whenever he was on a trip, he would call his landline and just, like, talk through the voicemail machine to his cats and watch on the webcam as they went crazy looking for him. Oh, <laughs> no, that makes me sad. When I That's, move... like,
1: the world's worst version of The Sims, basically what it <laughs> sounds like to me. Like, the most roundabout way to do that. Yeah, they purchased Nest bought drop cam for $555 million. That's a really specific amount of money.
0: That is, They're like, oh, what? What, you can't go the extra $5 million? Come on.
1: I also think it's Come interesting on. they specify that Nest bought them and not Google, because Google acquired yeah, Nest a few months Nest. ago. Right. So and so- Google
2: I.O. is today, started today. And there was supposed to be maybe something from Nest, but we haven't seen it. I was excited. I was yeah, like, I what am I getting? I haven't nothing. seen anything about that. What's weird is that iOS 8 announced that they got that
0: um, that app that they're going to have a home control, whatever it is, that's you, you'll you be able to control things like Nest. Right. You're seems- So Apple announced things to control Google's thermostat. But I don't think Google's announced anything yet. Or if they did, I, I've missed it. I've been catching up all day.
1: It will be nice if they have some kind of standard. We just recently published an app for RTX. The RTX event app went up, and it was published for both iPhone and Android. And you know, version control is kind of a pain in the ass. You know what I mean? You do oh, really? have to make specific decisions. Do we are we going to make this one? Is it worth it to go on here? But mm. obviously, Android and an iPhone, no are the Windows eight, so no Windows <laughs> no, phones. So there's always going to be somebody who's oh, left yeah, out. Oh yeah, there's
2: always somebody, and it's always Windows Phone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no Palm Pilot. Or I'm already
0: else yeah.
2: <laughs> no Treos.
0: Um, um, speaking of RTX, since this is a games podcast, and people are going to probably yell at us if we don't talk about games at some point, you want to talk about the games that are coming to RTX because we just had there were some announcements in the last week. As long as you know what the can... announcements
1: are, because I don't want to get in trouble for leaking something that oh, well, hasn't I know, been announced yet.
0: I know we um, have announced that, um, of course, Bungie's going to be there, 343 yes. um, is going to be there, and that Insomniac is going to be there. In fact, they were all on the list of exhibitors that went out in a press release that you were definitely paying attention to.
1: All very awesome. All, uh, listen, I know who's there. I'm afraid of slipping up. <laughs> I do the same thing whenever somebody asks me a question about Halo. I'm like... Well, I know what I know, and yep. then I know what I have to know what everyone else knows, too. It's kind yeah. of a big problem. Let me pull up the list, because it's actually place. really
0: impressive. I didn't know that all of these people are going to be uh, at at RTX. A Behemoth is going to be there? Yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. Let yeah. me find this. And I think uh, Loot
1: Crate is going to be doing something oh. with them as well. In their so, same booth.
2: Have you been playing anything from the Summer Sale?
1: From Steam Summer yeah. Sale? Yeah. So I, I've been playing, the big one that I've been playing is Contagion. I'm going to ask you guys a question, though, real quick before we get yeah. into that, because we have uh, some games that we want to cover. Um the reminder of uh, when you said Insomniac's going to be there, they're going to have Sunset Overdrive there, which was yes. one of my favorite games from E3. Uh, on, on that note, we're going tangent into tangent here. Did you see that Evolve is now getting, uh, has been labeled as the game that had the most amount of critics awards from E3 officially now that it led the pack. That makes no, sense. But, yeah. but
0: I'm not surprised. Yeah, from our gameplay experience, it was it was as like it felt. Little balancing issues aside, it felt like a release game. It played very, very
1: smooth. I got to say, because we talked about Evolve a lot on this podcast, on the Rashid podcast, I'm a little concerned about getting into overhype yeah. for Evolve. Because, you know, if you look at it, I'm afraid when it comes out, until people spend some time with it and get the nuances down for the different hunter classes, and now the different monsters that exist. I'm afraid this game is going to come off initially for a lot of people that are going to be super hyped about it go, this feels like a tank battle in Left 4 Dead. And it's like, it feels like just tank battle the game. I'm really concerned about that, Um, and I'm worried I'm going to feel that way.
2: I always try not to overhype, even if I really, really like something. For example, um, I love the Walking Dead game, and I'm constantly telling people to play it. Um, And I play them as soon as they come out, but Gavin always takes his time, and he just did episode three from season two, which is the latest episode, which is phenomenal. But he was like, how is it? I'm like, it's okay. Like, I don't want to like, I don't want to overhype it because if someone's like, it's amazing, then it's never as good as you think it's going to be.
1: That's like her yeah, every week when we watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. Every yeah. single week. I'm oh, always- someone's going to fight? That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I try really hard because I'm like, I don't, I, he's been reading the books. I don't know how far things are. So I'm just like, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. I and I don't want to be like, well, that's going to set up this thing amazingly.
1: You're hitting the table. Gus is not here today ta- not to sorry, hit the table. I'm
0: sorry. I'm very excited I'm hitting the table. Yeah, that's what uh, my
1: Game of Thrones I was like, wow, they're all going to dinner together. Hmm, interesting. I wonder what they'll have. <laughs> not. So I wonder who's going to walk out of that so dinner surviving.
0: Yeah. So here's the press release for RTX um, for what's going to be there. Um, Halo, the Master Chief Collection is going to be there. Um, Halo 2 Anniversary um, is going to have, let's see. Let's see, RTX is proud to announce that fans will have their first ever opportunity to see Halo, the Master Chief collection, when the Halo 2 anniversary gameplay demo debuts to the public at RTX. Um... What else? What I have else? the
1: RTX app right here. How about if we go over the list of exhibitors that's on the RTX app?
0: Yep. We got 343. On my fancy three,
1: iOS device. We've got
0: Bungie um, bringing Destiny. We've got um, Contagion's going to be there. Now, when you say
1: bringing Destiny, they are going to... I don't know that Destiny will be playable. I I, want, yeah, yeah, I don't
0: know that it's going to be playable, but they are bringing Destiny in some form. Right. Uh, it, would, it
1: would be hard to have an RTX and not have Bungie be there, especially when they, year they're launching a big new game. Let's see...
0: Yep, Insomniac is bringing Sunset Overdrive.
1: Indiegogo will have a booth. We'll be ending our Indiegogo campaign for our movie laser team there.
0: What? what? Um, Let's see, Respawn is going to have some Titanfall stuff there.
1: Yep. See, I don't know if I can say what they have <laughs> there. So we'll get a list cleared from, from Barb. She sent us a list yeah, so of exhibitors. This is, this is
0: all just from the, from the press release. So that's all, that's all public stuff.
1: Yeah, and then we're going to have a ton of panels with you know Rishi's personalities. and uh, Like we're going to
0: have a patch panel, for yeah. example. And we're going to have a panel for The Know, the know which is mm-hmm. the YouTube channel that the show lives on.
1: But I, w- I wanted to get back to, to what we were saying before. Yes. So when you mentioned Insomniac, yes. uh, Sunset Overdrive is coming. They got a lot of press in the last couple of weeks because they inserted into one of their demos, yes. a female-robed-clad character, which was a, was a shot at, basically, Ubisoft. At
2: Ubisoft. Yes, there was a shot at Ubisoft because uh, Ubisoft announced at E3 that there will be no playable females in Assassin's Creed Unity. And then Far Cry 4, another Ubisoft title, echoed that sentiment and said there will also be no playable females in their game because it is too much of a resource drain to put them in.
0: Which is actually a weird way to phrase it. As far as I knew, Far Cry 4, you play as the main guy, um, who they revealed recently in some art on their Facebook page, I you think. i
1: never seen him at any other point in time, but the yeah. Prob- probably not.
0: Uh, it's, al- it's always about the enemy with Far Cry. You've got, you had uh, Voss, and now you've got Pegan Min. Uh, but So they, they at least showed his face. And then the other guy, Urk or Herc from uh, from Far Cry 3. He was like some psychotic dude. He's supposed to be the guy that you call in co-op, and he's actually a character from an earlier Far Cry game, so that actually makes a lot of sense. It seems like a weird thing to go in and, and, and now go from main character slash this very specific character can co-op to, yeah, we're not going to do female characters, because seemed like it was something that went without saying. Well, they've also had playable females before. But they felt need to clarify it.
2: Yeah, they've had playable females in their games before as well, so I think that's why they were also asked, since they're also a Ubisoft title and uh, Assassin's Creed was already coming under fire. But they also, like, the thing that got me about it, regardless of how you feel about it, is that the Assassin's Creed team said, uh, it's too hard to do women, it's too much of a resource drain, we didn't have the time or the money or whatever. And then the next day, Alex Hutchinson, who is the director of Far Cry 4, said, "Uh, yeah, you know, it's so hard to put females in the game because we didn't have anyone to do the voice. Really? Like, that's your hurdle is that you didn't have a voice actress for the voice? And and also the model would look too much like a dude. So he said it was this weird (laughs) thing where you had a, I believe the quote is something like, it's this weird thing where you have a, a character that walks and talks like a dude. And what could look they could model it like a female. It didn't seem like the modeling was the hard part, but that it they had to change the animation for walking and have someone read lines. It's
1: like the Brent of Tarth. Yeah. Uh, for Assassin's with, Creed. The
2: the funny thing is, it's not the first time Ubisoft has had a
0: little bit of trouble with female playable characters. There was, I want to say it was a Ghost Recon. Um, it was one of the advanced warfighters where they finally were going to put in females, but I guess they didn't allocate the resources, so it, they just put. Female heads on male soldier bodies. Wow. <laughs> and and it was like, well,
2: that's they tried. Not quite what we're meant. Try it for like Gears of War models.
1: That'd be awesome. How? Let me ask you a question. How important is this to you guys? How important is it that a franchise gets to the point where it has female character models? In,
0: if you're playing co-op, where you've you've gone outside the protagonist and you are you know you are making new characters anyway, go the extra fucking mile, man. I get it for a story mode if. This story is built around this character, and changing the gender could have all kinds of implications for the continuity of the entire franchise later on. Sure. Uh, you know, you get into like some serious, like, shepherd level you know, complex stuff that they have to do.
1: Or but even, for like, when you talk about resources, it's more than just, you know, a model and some animation and gameplay – I mean, they have to do cutscenes. they have to hire a voice, a dude, t- totally different voice actor. And even when they say voice, that can encompass more than just the actor. I mean, a whole team that, that gets the voice in the game, you know, with facial animation and everything else. Sure.
2: Right. Well, a lot of having, I have kind of a cheat on this because my old roommate is a voice actress for video games and also a voice director for some of the Resident Evil games. And so I know that you can hire the same person to do the facial animations. She does her own mocap and also the voice. So you you don't have to hire a ton of people always. It can be the same person. And it is Ubisoft. It is Ubisoft. It's not, they're not an indie dev. Um, and then actually a former Ubisoft, uh, one of the guys who worked on Assassin's Creed 3 came out and said uh, because originally they said we ha- we'd have to redo 8,000 animations to get females in Assassin's Creed. And he said this would take one and a half days. Oh my God. It's bullshit. And he called them on it and was like, I've worked on the Assassin's Creed. I've worked with those models and I know that you're BSing. So it's not incredibly important to me. I think what was important to me was debating their excuse. Um, I think they made a valid point later on when Ubisoft's PR people took over and said, look, you're always Arno, no matter what, we took away multiplayer and you're always going to be Arno, so it doesn't make sense to be See, a playable female? That's actually that's the part fine. that I don't like. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, we can debate that, but I think that's an okay excuse as opposed to like, well, we just couldn't afford it because we're such a tiny, broke company. <laughs> like, no, you're not. You're Ubisoft. I can yeah. put,
1: We can put a little bit of this perspective, too, because I just finished Assassin's Creed 4 and I 100% synchronized. My game file. Brag
2: about yeah, it a, Man, little bit, a little bit. Jesus, that's so cool.
1: You know what you Virgin. unlock. You know what you unlock at uh, at hundred percent secretization. What's that? You you unlock cheats as you go. The cheat that you unlock at a hundred percent. Is that it turns the entire crew of your ship, which you're with all the time, it turns them undead. So you have skeletons for your crew. Oh, that's pretty okay, cool. That's your cool Davy Jones like that. But think about the amount of work that somebody tentacles? had to do to like add, you know, all those crew and make sure the skeletons could have right. the right animation and everything. And it's like, what percentage of the players would even get to the point where you cheat? And then as somebody who did do it, I turned it on and went, oh, that's cool. Turn that off." Yeah. <laughs> it's like immediately. I mean... And then I then I was done with the game. So right. I you stopped. could have
2: allocated the uh, skeleton crew people to maybe making some ladies in the game. Like you, you're obviously fucking around at that point.
1: And they did have multiplayer characters in Assassin's Creed 4 that were female models, or several yes. of them.
2: Well, They, they have also had, had playable females before. Yeah, well, and, and the they had um,
0: some characters in that were in Far Cry 4, not playable characters, but like you, that were accompanying you on missions and they were going through the same sort of climbing and all that. So they had a lot of those animations in place. Now, I will give Ubisoft a little bit of, you know, a little bit of leeway because this is a uh, next-gen title i assume they're working they're i mean they're working with a new engine sure so they're they may have to redo a lot of work this time around so it might just be that they do have to redo all 8,000 animations that's potentially a thing but at the same time they're you know the co-op feels lazy if you're always arno
2: like yeah, it's I you're basically just. Totally camp- disagree. It's right. We talked about this a little I, bit, but it's basically I'm playing my campaign, you play your campaign, but we'll, it's like it's like when you're sitting in the room with someone and you're on your phone and he's playing a video game and you're just kind of spending time together in the same room, not doing the same thing. That's kind of what this is. It's like you do your campaign, I'll do my campaign. We'll both be Arno, but we're but on these together. ones, wouldn't I be
0: like dropping into like like you and I would be playing and we drop into Bernie's campaign? Right, we're all Arno. Everybody's right, Arno. We all see <laughs> ourselves as Arno. And I kind of get that for the cutscene mm-hmm. purposes. I'm
1: assisting you in your campaign.
2: But at this. But we're assisting you in your campaign. The thing that gets me that I think is weird about that is everybody looks like Arno. Okay, you think you're Arno. You think you're Arno. I think I'm Arno. I think you're a Green Assassin dude. I think you're a Blue Assassin dude, and I'm Arno, or right? I'm the
1: Blue Assassin dude. Blue
2: Assassin dude. Steer you want a blue shirt. shirt. Um, but Steer the thing joke. is, in the gameplay trailer, <laughs> um, they all have different attacks and different weapons. So is it rendering different models with different attacks? Like is it rendering something different than what you're actually doing in your friend's game?
1: I, yeah, I don't know. The good thing about Assassin's Creed that they seem to manage is they have the open world system where you don't have to do things in order. And you, there's always a problem with games, and as a guy who likes achievements, when you do something and you're like, "Oh, you shut off this part of the game and it's no yeah. longer accessible," and it's like the, Assassin's Creed seems to have that solved. So I'm hoping that on a co-op level as well, that whatever you do in your game, like if you get a collectible and I'm there with you, that I also get the collectible. Stop freeloading off my game. The, I totally Assassin will. Guy. I I totally no. will. I
0: I get that though, because you don't want to have to go through and do it once for. You once for you like replay the mission a well, billion times. Missions
2: I get, but like if it's some sort of achievement or something, is everybody getting the achievement or just the person who did the work to get? Talk about achievement? lazy achievers. I right? know I did kind of we freeload
0: off some people for uh, on the. The live stream we did on Saturday to like kill a gigantic dude in Borderlands that I couldn't have hoped to kill, and then and then oh, and nice. then some like level seventies were helping us out, and they just like one shotted this guy, and I was like,
2: hooray! That's yeah, how I play WoW like with my mom.
1: Three achievements unlocked. At I just
2: once. I just mom, I can't beat this guy, and she comes and kills them, and then off to next. Thanks, Yay! mom.
1: Okay, so you guys, bottom line is this is an important thing, and you think that Ubisoft is in I a way th- just phoning it in?
2: I just I don't think it's I don't think it's earth shattering. I do think it's news. I do think it's worth discussing and talking. About because of the excuse that they gave initially. I don't think it's going to keep me from playing the game at all. I'm still already making my cosplay. I just think it's worth discussing.
0: Yeah, I I won't stop playing it, but if I had a choice, if I'm playing cooperative, I would prefer to play as like a badass chick, especially because yeah. you were telling me that the most famous
2: assassin from the French Revolution yes. was a female. She was. Uh, yes, she killed Marat, and she was a female. And she, a lot of people stupidly, I don't know why I looked in the YouTube comments when I mentioned her, a lot of people were like, well, she got cut, so she wasn't a good assassin it was a political statement uh open history book everyone uh, <laughs> she was still an assassin and women have been besides her many women have been documented to be very influential in the french revolution so just historically speaking it was a good idea to have women in the game
1: so, so she, box she didn't have a perfect run you know what <laughs> i mean <laughs> she i
2: mean she killed one for one okay yeah, she, so she, she yeah. was she was a lifetime yeah one for one
0: lifetime
1: she was but look if i can play devil's advocate for a second in defense of the ubisoft uh, you know, developer making a franchise here. They do have a, a iteration of the game that does have a female protagonist. Yes, they that, do. That does exist mm-hmm. in Assassin's Creed Four. Potential spoiler: there is a character that's a gender bent char- character, essentially. Um, so there are characters in it. And what is—is is this the kind of thing where if you do it once, then you have to keep doing it? Like, is it just—is it once it's in the system, it, you expect every game to be like that?
0: Not necessarily. But at this point, like we know they can do it. Right. Mm-hmm. They've done it. You know, right. so so saying like, "Oh, we can't," it's too hard, kind of falls as an excuse when you just did it.
1: But if they said it's appropriate to the story that all these characters are male, that would have been an acceptable excuse, or
2: yeah, I think like they. A lot of people have said like, like they make the game they make, and you either buy it or you don't. And I do agree with that as much of a like kind of a like a kid fit excuse as that seems. <laughs> like they do make the game they make, and you buy it or not. Um, I just that's what like. I agree with that part of it. So, like, I see both sides of it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say in a really weird way. I see both sides of it. I think that they should have women as an option. But uh, I get that they're really just following Arno, and they've kind of just taken away the whole multiplayer aspect uh, completely away from the game. So you're going to be Arno no matter what.
1: Fair enough. Well, I know we spent a lot of time on it, but I was yeah. really interested in having two women on the patch at one time. I wanted to get your perspective on that. So yeah. I appreciate that.
0: Same, same sort of thing. Still play it. Still wish I could have a chick. I actually didn't play the first Fable because I was like... I don't want to be a dude and get married as a dude and, like, just go like that. I just, like, it just doesn't interest me.
2: Hmm. This
0: is a little bit less like that because, I mean, you aren't making choices about the character's future life the way you do in those kinds of games. Those games, I feel the gender choice is much more important.
1: Yeah, it's weird. I never think about it. Like if really? I roll multiple wild WoW characters, I just have some that are female and some that are male. Really? Never I think never about
0: roll it. male I characters. I never in roll anything. male. Really? Always female. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I have a choice, I'm female 100 percent of the time. I
1: did a female shepherd run too, just to see like all the. You're the, the reason people don't
0: give me free stuff and WoW anymore. They think <laughs> oh I'm <a> t- yeah. <laughs> when I'm the fake girl. When I first started playing MMOs, I legitimately thought that all of the female characters yeah. were other women who were playing, and I was. Like people would complain about how mean people in the world were. And I was like, no, people are really nice. Like they just give me their extra gear all the time. I had no idea that like it was that that was the thing.
2: You're so cute. <laughs>
1: All right, let's talk about Steam sales. So, what yeah. are you guys? What have you guys been playing off the Steam sales?
0: Um, I actually got guacamele, which until like yesterday, by the way, I always called guacamale. <laughs>
2: she was like, "I got guacamale. I'm like, guacamele, Ashley." And then I, yeah, I, for some reason, <laughs> I, think I, said I just Yeah, you, you came over.
1: <laughs> some people say Melee, though instead of Melee. Yeah. you know, I mean, so I just I was... read it wrong.
0: I thought that there's the first A in the Guaca. And then I just read this the first E in guacamole. Melee as an A2, and I was like, Guacamole! Guatemala! I, it, this might also be because I really like guacamole. <laughs> exactly. Well, Muriel earlier
2: was like, I don't know what this game is, but I wanna eat it. <laughs> <She
1: said. laughs> well, the problem too with pl- talking about anything. On a weekly show talking about Steam sale games, is we tend to be talking about a little bit older games too. Like this game's oh, been out for over a year, right? Over a year, yeah. Mm-hmm. When yeah. Was it was April of 2013. Yeah, I actually,
0: out. I didn't until it came up on the Steam sales. I didn't know it was on PC. The first and one of the only times I really heard much about it was, um, I think it was coming out on Vita, mm-hmm. and I just, I just put my blinders on because I had no intention of getting a Vita. Because I was like, I like, I have a 3DS, that's plenty, I'm not getting two handhelds, come on, my handbag can only hold so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I just like put my blinders on, like I don't want to know, I don't want to see about it because I'm not going to get it anyway, it's not relevant to me, la 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 la.
1: Yeah, well I'm old school, I, I bought and didn't play this game last year. Really? See,
2: so yeah. Yeah, I was, I was sad that uh, I saw it at IndieCade in LA, and actually it was, mo- it was in 2012 that I saw it. And uh, and it was supposed to come out and it got delayed and I was just like come on guacamole so when I saw her playing I was like what are you playing like it gets whenever I see an indie game that I saw before it was released get released it's like a baby I saw like oh I'm a baby I didn't have anything to do with this game but I'm still excited when somebody plays it because I'm like oh yay they did good yeah I was actually really pleasantly surprised I went into it there.
0: I had a couple of reservations at first. One, because I knew that it was sort of like supposed to be like a cartoony Mexican culture sort of referential. And I was like, oh, is this going to be super racist and like <laughs> super stereotypical? It's just going to be like, I mean, like the guardian of the luchador mask is named Tostada. <laughs> and, I, and, I was, and I was like, I was like. was like,
1: trying to check off some boxes here for <laughs> racism. Yeah,
0: I, I was like, I was like, I don't know, man. Um, but so then, what is
1: it? Here it is. What is the.
0: So. Um, this is It's a side-scrolling puzzle platformer, and you play this guy, and he's going after El Presidente's hot daughter who got kidnapped by Kalaka, who I guess is the god of the dead, and he's using the Day of the Dead to try to mesh the underworld and overworld. And so you, like, first, first thing off, he kills you. You die. And you go to the underworld. That's and a rough then, way to start. And then uh, Tostada... That is awesome art.
1: We're seeing a big, like, dragon. Oh, my God, so beautiful. Beautiful.
0: So um, there's... I actually took some gameplay last night that we'll have in the video version of this for those who are listening to the audio podcast if you want to check it out.
1: I'll put in the link dump for everybody who listens to the audio podcast.
0: Yeah, and um, so uh, you you start off in the Underworld. You come across this this magical luchador mask and uh, the Guardian Tostada... Gives it to you and sends you back to the overworld, and so. Uh, but it also, I didn't know this until I got a little bit further into it. Is you, there's these portals throughout each level that will switch you, so you can move between the overworld and the underworld. Yeah. And the levels are a little bit different in each, so you have to rely on switching between them to bypass obstacles and do a whole bunch of stuff. And it gets really crazy once it starts. Like once your platforming puzzles start relying on that, so you're flying through the air, hitting a portal, going to the underworld bouncing off a wall there through another portal back in the overworld to get to another wall. It's just crazy.
1: And you played this game on Xbox One controller.
0: Yeah, I did. So that was another um, first for me. I've never played a PC game with a controller. And I know that, that those controllers have had that support for years and years and years and years. But whenever I think, like, oh, I'm going to go play this on PC, it's normally because I think a game is better suited to mouse and keyboard. Uh, like, like, That's why I make the choice that way. And so this is, but this one you actually start it up and it goes, oh, this is this is better with a uh, with a controller. And I was like, ah, oh, well, I don't know if if three hundred and sixty controllers work or if they need something special, whatever. But I did know that earlier this month, Microsoft added PC uh, compatibility for the Xbox One controller. So I was like, I'm gonna give this a try.
1: And I find that fascinating was really easy. because. They release the drivers for the Xbox One controllers for the PC just in time. They don't know when the summer Steam sale is going to happen, or maybe they do because maybe they have some deals that are in there, oh, maybe. so they might know. But anyway, they release it out before the summer sale, so now you have your drivers to play the controller. I think that kind of nerfs the excitement, and it's literally the last thing that I'm excited about for the Steambox is the Steam controller is that, you know, where is that thing? You know, when's it coming out? Next year, yeah. sometime. Yeah. And it literally is like this, <laughs> and that's not to say I'm not excited about Steam. I play most of my games on Steam these days, but the Steam Box thing is just like, it has gone so far away from the original philosophy of what I thought it was, that I just like lost all enthusiasm for, but I still wanted the controller. Now that I can take an Xbox One controller out of one room and put it in the other room and use it, I'm I would do that in a heartbeat.
0: Mm. Yeah, and it's it's crazy. Like you, all it takes is a micro USB cable, and you just plug it in, and then you're going. The only downside, you don't know have to
1: download a driver or anything like that.
0: Oh, you do have to download a driver right now. Um, I think the drivers are only available via, <clears throat> pardon me, via Major Nelson's website. But they're they're going to add it in like a Windows update as well.
1: That is a soft launch, I would say. That's really interesting. They were really trying to get that thing out there to yeah. early adopters. Ooh, Ooh, we had yeah. Ooh, we have thunder. Yeah. we've got yeah. a
0: storm coming.
1: That's that's some nice thunder.
0: Uh, but but it, it's funny. The only downside is that the uh, I think like the the controller drivers, whatever, make the game th- they emulate a three hundred and sixty controller. Uh-huh. So all the mappings in the game and everything are still the three hundred and sixty buttons, which is great for the most part, unless it's like back. It's telling you to use the back and start buttons, not. I mean, it's a, that's like a tiny niggle as because there are still there's the menu and list buttons or whatever they're what? called. Those yeah. buttons
1: on the Xbox One, they don't even have names. They're terrible. As they're opposed really...
2: to bullet point and squares. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> as opposed to hieroglyphic. Yeah. This is cat ascending to heaven. <laughs> the uh, but I want to point out uh, Guaca Melee uh, yes. from Drinkbox Studios yes. is out on PlayStation Three, PlayStation Vita, Microsoft Windows, obviously on Steam as well, and it's coming out for PlayStation Four, the Wii U. Xbox 360, and Xbox One. According to Wikipedia, it will be out on July 2nd, 2014.
2: You guys, you were talking about the platforming in that, by the way. Uh, Tried two people trying to do those portals like yeah. and platform at the same time. You'll break up. It's Flock.
1: Now, oh, a my second God. I want to talk <laughs> about the game that I was different. playing because I like it a lot.
2: Yeah, hold that. I'm going to read this
0: really quick, and I'm going to read it in my sexy radio voice. Big razor companies think we're stupid. Every year they roll out some ridiculous shave technology gimmick and expect us to shell out the big bucks for it. Do you really need a razor with a vibrating handle? No. Roller pivot ball? No. Laser pointer? I know, I don't. We were shaving just fine before any of that junk, and I definitely don't need to spend my hard-earned cash on it. If you're sick of being treated like a chump, join the hundreds of thousands of smarter people who joined DollarShaveClub.com. Dollar Shave Club delivers the best blades and grooming, supro- grooming supplies for just a few bucks a month. Their blades are better than the big shave companies for a fraction of the price. Honestly, I got the best shave of my life with their 4X razor. You gotta try it. Patch viewers can get started now at dollarshaveclub.com slash patch and pay. If you're already a member, you got to check out their new Dr. Carver's Post Shave Lotion. It's the perfect way to make peace with your face or, in the case of ladies, your legs. After the disruptive act of shaving, stop getting ripped off by the big shave companies. Join dollarshaveclub.com slash patch. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash patch.
1: I would be curious what the demographic breakdown is for the Dollar Shave Club audience or customer base. Oh. Are the, is it most it's gotta be mostly dudes. It's
0: all dudes. Dollar Shift <laughs> you think I don't know. I like I actually like using dude razors for my legs. It's I just do. easy.
2: I have actually those razors and they're really, really great. Here's the one thing I don't agree with the one white Charlies. They're, they're, I don't feel like they're for ladies. Gus really likes those. I know, those. men love them, but I do not feel right about the One white Charlies. It's a little, the, I don't know if it's the peppermint or something, it's just, it's not for ladies. Well, tingly? It's, it's very tingly. <laughs> it's like settling to be tingly. Yeah. I, you know, tingly bum is one thing. You're saying Sli- when you leave the bathroom, you want the bathroom experience the to stay no, in I mean, there? i to be done then. <laughs> it was great though, because I actually got them a total tiny, tiny tangent. I got the One white Charlies, I think like two days before Gavin pooped himself at my house. And I was like, really? I got something for you. <laughs> It's I got help you feel a little bit better.
1: I got this. Now go outside the house yeah. <laughs> for the rest of the weekend. Was that at your place that that happened? Yes. Your place in L.A. Yes. It's, it's unfortunate. So unfortunate. <laughs> so was the whole package gone at that point? Oh so, yeah. Oh my it's god. All done now. Oh my god. Well, luckily, will be another one I feel next like I'm month. for him. <laughs> <laughs> We're all embarrassed for him. At all what times. What were you playing for the Steam sale? Okay, for the Steam sale, I got a bunch of different games. I like I said last time, old school. I I got and didn't play Guacamelee last year. I think I didn't play it around the same time I wasn't playing Sins of the Solar Empire. I love how you based which
0: you're which saying. by the way I all also I'm not uh, playing. Which, by the way, I also bought. Did you? I totally bought. Well, I just identified
1: this trend so now. Excited. It's like when a Steam sale comes up, I'm like, oh my god, this is great! And it's like there's this game and it's 75 percent off. I love that game. I've always wanted to play it. Here, I'm going to buy it. And then Steam goes, you already own this game. Do you want to play it? And I'm like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> no I'll, just, I'll just leave it there. So I've been playing a lot of Game Dev Tycoon because uh, I did that for a Game oh, Time.
2: Is that the same as the mobile game?
1: I think from what I've read uh, in the comments of the YouTube video, I did a Game Time with uh, Freddie Wong in Game Dev Tycoon. I think there's a mobile game that a lot of people are claiming game dev tycoon ripped off.
2: Oh, yeah. the mo- Whatever the mobile game was, it was big like two and so- some change years ago. So much fun. But,
1: you know, people on YouTube will say everything so ripped off everything. So much fun. The, uh, what, I, I read a really funny comment where when we said the premise for Laser Team, somebody goes, it sounds just like Destiny. It's like, well, really? Really? It <laughs> doesn't sound brain? anything like Destiny. But people just make connections in their brain. It's easy, it's easy for people to do that. In fact, I, when we were at E3... I'm always really careful because video games are getting to the point of sophistication. There's enough history with video games now. In fact, I just read an article that said by 2018, the video game industry will be at 100 billion dollars a year. That's amazing. That's insane. And I think last year box box office films did about 10 billion. Wow. So, yeah. So it's uh, you can see the direction everything is moving. But I'm you very know, reluctant. One of the
0: arguments that people make against that is they're like, well, yeah, but you know, I mean, games cost sixty dollars each.
1: No, it's true. Per unit cost is a big deal, you mm-hmm. know. You know, and you could argue that more people go to see the movie, but still it's Arc that's a
2: sixty dollar date too.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We go to the Alamo, more. you know, and get dinner and everything yeah. else. But you know, it's one of those things. It's also a game lasts twenty hours.
0: Yeah. You know, like twenty like to hundred. Like dollar per hour, like on a dollar per hour ratio. Games, like, hands down, are, like, the most cost-efficient form of entertainment. That's how I always justified, like, buying new games. There's really no question. (laughs)
1: It's also the thing, too. We were talking about, we came in for the live stream this weekend uh, for Laser Team. Ash had a stack of her discs. She had them in a Ziploc bag for some weird (sighs) reason. And the Ziploc bag broke and it scattered discs all over the pavement outside. And I I made the comment that we, we worry so much about the cost of the consoles when they come out. Like, oh, this one is $100 cheaper than this one. And it actually really does drive sales. It really does. And the the Xbox One just finally caught up by having a connectless version with a cheaper SKU. But we worry so much about the $100 difference in the consoles. By the end of a three- or four-year cycle, we've got about three or four thousand dollars worth of games in a stack on our shelves you know what i mean or on the asphalt or on the asphalt in this case (laughs) you draw i figured she dropped about two thousand dollars worth of software
0: yeah i like i when i um when i I moved i couldn't i didn't have enough room for like all the boxes and everything so i just took all the games that i really wanted to play over the next few months put them in a ziploc bag together that's it and then i was like oh i'll take this in for the live stream you know so that we'll just have like a whole bunch of games because they're it's so convenient they're all in a ziploc bag already Bottom fell
2: out of the bag. Oh, that's awful. I can't do the no case. Like,
1: cases are
2: so important to me. Like, I have to have it on my shelf. I don't know. It looks nice. I'm proud of them. I even have Bioshock Infinite on my shelf. And the disc is somewhere in the (laughs) abyss. It's never coming back. But I've kept the case that someday the prodigal disc will return. I kept it for (laughs) I'm just, I'm one of those people.
1: Did you, did you, you're a romantic. You'll like this. This is a crazy thing. I looked up Ashley on our site one time and i realized that 7 years before we met i wrote a blog in response to a blog that she wrote about collectors item stuff Aww. and i said i was like this girl's crazy
0: <laughs> oh, i was like you like the officer? yeah, yeah cuz yeah. i was like i was like i was like i at the time i had like every pc game box that i'd ever like she for every PC, game. like box. I had Vast everything, person. like the old ones, like like I had my original Mist box that had been squashed a bunch of times, but like I taped it back together, so I still had it. And this is back when the PC game boxes were mm-hmm. like this big, and then you had like the weird shaped ones, like uh, Tomb Raider uh, Three, I think it was like it was like this, it was like a pyramid. Or like the Titanfall box.
1: thing, you gotta fit in the trunk of your car. That yeah, doesn't it's just fit. like
0: so. I just like had all of that stuff, and I was I loved it. I would have had it just displayed proudly. I was super excited, and he's like. I like to throw the case away when I walk out of the store. It
2: breaks my heart. Gavin and I had this exact argument. I have, like, my 11th hour box, my 7th guest box is somewhere. I keep all of those boxes. And crazy. when I see, like, a case go into a trash can, my heart breaks a little bit.
1: I will stand outside the door of a GameStop, no! and I will take everything no! out and throw it in the trash can right there. Oh and, and just take the disco. I'm
2: going to vomit yeah. on myself. He,
0: d- he does keep at least the game cases now. But mostly he just downloads stuff instead. I just yeah. digital everything. Digital, I understand.
1: Which I've learned to not talk about because people have a knee jerk reaction to that. Yeah. But I know eventually you're all going to be.
0: Well, see, with people me. say that. Digital. The, one of the big things is people say, well, I want to know that I will have it always in case something happens to the internet, whatever. Guess what? That's not going to save you from asphalt. Yeah, no, that was true. that was like that Guess was why a, you can't a, drop a digital. That was a rude awakening that I had.
1: Yeah, and You're never going to be perfect. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, well, even in the case where, s- <laughs> <laughs> where something <laughs> cool, like let's say you keep a digital version. <laughs> let's say you had a Halo 2 and it was digital back in the day. They also can just re-release a new version of it. That's, you know, yeah, you know, higher res and remastered. And you'll want that one anyway, you know. So even if they had a perfect delivery system, it's you know, there would still be a reason to buy it again. Going all the way back, circling back to complete my thought about E3. One of the things I'm about, wary about when I talk to developers is now video games are at the point where there's so many other games you can reference. I'm so wary about referencing like, oh, this reminds me of like with Sunset Overdrive. It reminds me of Jet Grind Radio. And- and jet- Which, by the and, way, yeah. everyone was
0: like in the comments because you interviewed that guy and you talked about Jet Grind Radio and I was going, everyone goes, don't you mean Jet Set Radio?
1: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. that's the sequel. Um,
0: no, it's the the yeah the first the name it was first released with was Jet Grind Radio I, right and so basically you can call all G- those people who think it was Jet Set Radio suckers. Well, Bridges. I think that I think
1: the one I'm talking about the original one I played was a Dreamcast game. So um, yeah, Jet was- Jet Set Radio and then called Jet Grind Radio in the original North American release. Oh fucking OG. What's up with you guys?
2: <laughs> but I feel the same way because sometimes you'll say something like, "Oh, that reminds me of X, Y, or Z," and they'll be like, "Well, we we that wasn't what influenced us." Like they get like ab- people get defensive about, about it. it. Yeah.
1: Listen, that's the first thing anyone does in movies or TV when you talk and pitch an idea for something. Like, oh, it sounds like this meets this, and you have a visceral reaction. We're to like, that no. Initially, but then after a while, you're like, Oh yeah, that's good. That's <laughs> a good comparison. Like Red versus Blue is called Stripes meets Star Wars, and uh, and I was like, Oh no, Clerks meets Star Wars, and I and I was like. Oh, that's, that's a great way to describe it. So we put it on the DVD cover, you know. It was actually <laughs> from Embrace a negative it. review. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, what are they playing on uh, Steam though? Mostly, and you've watched me play this a bunch. Ashley and, hates, and, I, and I've kind
0: of gone. Eh. She
1: hates horror games. You hate any kind of like you hate gross games, right?
0: Yeah. I, well, I don't go in for like a lot of a lot of blood. I definitely go in for a lot of zombies because that are seems the big like thing. there's almost always like they just go like, oh, well, it's zombies. They're not humans. We'll just make them all full of blood, and it goes so everywhere. And I just go. Eh.
1: But I've been playing a lot of Contagion. It's by uh, Monochrome Studios. It's The official release date was back in April, but it's one of those early release games, which I think came out uh, the middle of last year. It's a zombie shooter, but it's not a super fast-paced one. It's, it's fairly slow-paced, even though my character's running here. And it does a really cool thing, because all these levels are... The maps are the same, but they change what areas are barricaded off. And it's kind of a typical PvP. I'm playing a hunted mode here, which is like a deathmatch. Where you just I'm fighting against other survivors and then you'll see I shot this guy and sure enough there's somebody like right behind me shooting me when I shoot them and so there's zombies that are part of the environment but then when you die as I just did you'll come back and you'll see here you come back as a zombie yourself so after you're dying you're out of the match Wow you... nice flailing Bernie Thanks buddy I'm, uh, I'm running there and I just did a little roar there that helps me hoard up you can get like 15 other zombies with you and you're kind of fast you're not like a full-on like fast uh, zombie. Every time you want, I want to say a fast zombie movie, I always get corrected, get told it's not a zombie movie, like uh, 28 Days Later or something, it's not a zombie movie. Oh, uh, it's Rage. <laughs> they're infected. They're rage. I'm,
2: I'm, sorry. The they're, in I'm sorry. I'm sorry, they're,
0: they're, they're plant-based. <sighs> wow.
1: But here's me as a zombie trying to hunt down another survivor who's left. So you stay in the deathmatch fighting kind of PvP and PvP versus E. And then when you die, you become part of the environment yourself and you have, a, like, a different level of play. It's fun because you have to, like, blend in as a zombie because you can tell the running zombies are the human ones. Mm. But then you can go to a blend mode where you just kind of, like, walk along or you just kind of fake that yourself. And that's what I was doing at the end of that clip was kind of, like, faking, oh, I'm just an AI zombie. And those are not really – you don't have to worry too much about those unless you get too close to them. And the, the guns are a big deal. Like, you have a silent stealth weapon, a melee weapon. And you can take out a zombies. Melee? a melee? weapon. A melee weapon. And uh, you want to do that because it, when you fire guns, that's how you find everybody on the map. Right. And you just hear gunshots going off. And if somebody gets, like, a string of zombies, like 15, going into, like, a bathroom where someone's just, like, capping everyone as they come in the door, you can zone in on that person right away because they're just, like, shot after shot after shot, and you can find them. Yeah, you know, like, here's me with the – I was killing somebody. That's a player zombie because they're running at me. And then I uh, – we'll put this in the linked up, too, for audio podcast – And then it's like I go into these tents, and these are where you can find weapons on this particular map. This is actually the most well-lit map, which is why I used it. And I could hear someone off to my side stabbing a zombie. And so I went out the back there. I could see him moving, went out the back, found him, and then shot him in the back of the head. So I have a lot of fun with this game. To me, it's like if DayZ is too much of a big commitment for you, and I've always wanted to be a bigger DayZ player, I just don't have the time to invest in it in, like, a persistent character. This is like a little bite-sized kind of DayZ. And that clip we just showed, right after I kill that guy, you'll see I immediately just drop to the ground and start picking up all of this stuff because ammo is a big deal. But the matches last, like, three minutes to six minutes. So it's just, like, bite-sized, get in, get out. I can play, like, two or three matches, and I'm done. That's the kind of thing I love.
2: We were talking about this earlier that it reminded me of Flood. And it's, like, the one game type nobody ever wants to play with me in Halo. So yeah. I'm, like, play this now. I'm like, fine, nobody plays Contagion.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, but, but started this on Halo Two, started as zombies. Yeah, it was a custom, not as good as Griffball but still a very admirable game. No, it's a
2: fun
0: game type. I always liked zombies. Grifball.
1: It, listen. It's like it's almost like we're going back to our thinking, mm. It reminds you of this.
2: Yeah, that's exactly why <laughs> we're, we're
1: going to insult the guys. Where it's it's uh, yeah, it seems like somebody played zombies and said, "I'll just make this as a formal game type." Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's based on it's the spiritual successor to a source game called. Uh, panic zombie panic and there's a panic mode in it I just don't like that as much as the hunted mode and there's there's an extraction mode and there's some co-op stuff as well where you have to like escape from an area as well uh, but I thought the the pvp stuff was really unique for just deathmatch style play
0: very really cool it's cool. exciting
1: so uh, even, even though it is like zombie from halo it just it feels totally unique it doesn't feel like they tried to formalize it. and is
0: this a way. steam only game
1: uh you know that's a really good question I think it is yeah I think it's, like, one of those things that was in early access and then just finally released, and Steam seems oh, so to be the home Oh, this is an example of those. early
0: access done right.
1: Uh, you know, it is, because I, when I got, or at least the time that I finally heard about it and started <laughs> to play it, it was pretty much a complete game at that point. But it has changed quite a bit since I started playing it, um... Like on and off, you know. Over the like, I bought it just recently, but I was able to play it, like two months ago for something else, and then it came back to it when it came on sale. Is, for Steam. is it more
0: polished, more balanced, or just uh, more yeah, maps? Maybe a little
1: more polished. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't say there's any major changes, but polish is there.
0: Yeah. I, uh, every now and again, uh, I'll be working on my PC here, and I see, Bernie's playing Contagion, and I go, <laughs> "That sounds productive." <laughs>
1: yeah. And fifty uh, percent off right now on Steam. That's what it is right now. Go so. Steam
0: Summer Sale. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna buy. I wonder. I would love to keep a counter of how many of the games I am buying that I end up playing. Yeah, yeah or even you install. Should.
1: That's the big thing is the installed.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's Do you install go... all your
1: games as soon as you get them? Like you don't?
0: No, not right now. Um, I just installed a couple that I would like to play in the short term. But there's some that I'm like, I'll play that at some point. Or there are some like real Myst Masterpiece Edition, which I know that I'm not likely to play ever. But since Mist was like my first real PC game that made me go... I like video games. Uh, I like I just feel like every edition of that that comes out I have to buy.
1: It reminds you back when Netflix was all discs, mm-hmm. and you would have movies on your list that were like, "Oh yeah, I definitely want to watch Hotel Rwanda one day. It's like <laughs> and you would get how you would put a list and then suddenly it works its way up to its top three and, like, and then you get mailed hotel Rwanda and it Jay, this was Jason who plays Tucker. That was his movie. He kept that movie thinking, "I'm going to watch that this weekend." Six months he had that oh movie. He estimated God. that Hotel Rwanda cost him about sixty-five dollars to not watch.
0: Yeah, I had a, <laughs> I had a couple of movies that would just hang around for like six months before I sent them back in defeat. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah you're done. Listen, never I'm, gonna not, watch I'm never going to dedicate two hours to watching this thing. It's so like I, I know
0: that you get those things where it's like I know I I want to watch this. This is something that I should watch. I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm just not in the mood to watch it right now yeah. or ever. Really. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> I like it in theory.
0: Yeah, I get a lot of those. And that's actually a thing I have with a lot of games too where I'll buy a game and I'll be like, yeah, no, I've been I'm really looking forward to playing this. And then I like a year later I'm like, oh, I have this game. Why didn't I play this? I have no reason I didn't play this. Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider, that's one of those. Oh wow. For me, like I have it and I'm actually still really
2: looking forward to playing Good. it. I have there is Risk there's no reason that I been haven't. There. Uh, yeah, mine's La Noire. It's still in the shrink wrap.
1: Yeah, you'll get to it eventually. I'm still sure. Still in right? the shrink wrap. <laughs> I moved
2: it from California to Texas in the shrink wrap and put it back. I was I saw it when I was like, putting it on my shelf. I was like, mm-hmm. someday. Okay, here we go. Someday. Yeah. So for the Steam Summer Sale, uh, I actually am going to segue. Uh, mine is both. My game is both on the Steam Summer Sale and it was just speed run on Summer Games Done Quick, which is the biannual. Uh, Charity event? Ray's out without, there? Yes, yes raise out. where is it Idaho,
0: Colorado? Denver, Denver. Colorado. Yeah. Sorry, yes. they're close. <laughs> I think geographically. <laughs> Map test.
1: <laughs> it's not in Europe, so it's close in that. Well, sense. I
0: like being that I'm from Utah. I should know that better. <laughs> right. I just know that they're like. I think you're both, literally like, right
1: between there. Colorado and Idaho. Actually, when you say they're close, no, you're skipping over I, your whole state. No, I
0: think they're both north. There's mm. I, you go. You drive up to Idaho because that's where my dad always goes for lottery tickets. <laughs> because you can't buy lottery tickets in Utah. And then I think Colorado's just over a little
1: bit. Yeah, but Ray's having a good time out there. It's not, in particular, it's not a part of the video game culture that I've ever really had much interest in, but I recognize a lot of people like it a lot, and it seems to be growing in popularity.
2: It is so much fun. I've never been a huge... um, I love to watch people play video games, so I've never been a speedrunner of any sort myself, and I really actually um, have never been super into watching them, but... I have been glued to this stream since it started, and the Super Meat Boy one in particular, which is the game I'm picking from the Steam Summer Sale. Um, I love Super Meat Boy, and I there's a video on my YouTube channel where I'm on like the second to last level, and I kept dying, and I broke my. Limited Edition RE4 Red Controller by throwing it into my closet, um, and I had to get a new controller to finish the game. (laughs) Sounds
1: like you love it. I love it. It's so
2: good. But then when I beat it, there's actually just a video of me just like screaming incoherently because I beat the game. It's one of those games that like is not forgiving, and when you beat it, you actually feel accomplished. I know
1: exactly what you mean when you say you love Super Meat Boy because I fucking hate it. I can't (laughs) stand it, and it's not. I'm I'm well past the point of like, oh, it's so difficult that I love it. It's so difficult I fucking hate it, and I'm not I'm not gonna turn around. There's no there's no like point at which you go high enough in hate that I flip over to light. Like. Oh. It's just not going to take place. I right. just
2: um the, the reason that I was super into the speedrun yesterday is first of all cuz it's insanely difficult. But in- It's like no insanely
1: ball. Uh, it's- Explain to people who haven't played Super Meat yes. Boy before.
2: So Super Meat Boy, for those of you who, ha- who have not played, is a platformer um, where you play as Super Meat Boy, and his girlfriend, Bandage Girl, has been kidnapped by the evil Dr. Fetus. And it's really funny. All the cutscenes are absolutely worth watching. They're hilarious. I laughed out loud a lot at this game. And basically, you're just jumping around. You stick to walls and slide down them and leave meaty trails everywhere. Um, and there's saws and salt and all sorts of driven things that can kill you. Um, It's really, really fun. Literally
1: everything can kill you. Everything can kill you. Except for the one pixel you're supposed to stand on. Exactly.
2: And it's so, so, there's so many variables, like fans blow you in directions and... It, it messes with gravity a lot it's really really fun um, but one of the reasons I was <laughs> like it reignited my love the reason I wanted to talk about it yeah fun one of the reasons I want to talk about it today is because I was watching the speed run and it was a completionist run so they did 106% um, and there were a bunch of stuff I'd never known about the game like the glitch levels I'd never seen before until, until yesterday and even though I love this game and I beat it there's still so so much to play I think I'm like maybe 40% complete or whatever it is like when you beat it there's so so much more to do so now I'm like yay I'm back to loving it again I'm going to do more. So do you like
1: the super hard stuff? Is that something like, like, would you like Dark Souls 2? Would you play that?
2: I think so. I, for some reason, like, I love platformers, so this is a super hard platformer that, um, I don't know, I I think it was just the right amount for me. Like, this is one of those games that just, I really connected with. I don't think it's always super hard games, and I do love story-driven games where it's not, you know, supposed to be ridiculously difficult, but Super Meat Boy is just, I don't know, I just really like it. It's really fun. So I'm always, like, excited to show it to people, and and, uh, and to play it.
1: I'm trying to think of what I've done like that. I've played some games on very hard modes for achievements, but the game that is like designed to be hard, like that's the reason why people play the game, the, that never grabs hold of me. But I'm not saying Super Meat Boy is a bad game. Yeah. It's actually a good game and I know a lot of people like it. It just doesn't line up with my taste at all. I
2: get that. I, I think it's because I always skew to classic games and like Super Nintendo games and things like that where they were just freaking hard sometimes. Um, and that's just how it is. So... I, I don't know. I think that kind of speaks to me and that it also has a retro look and, and feel and that is the aesthetic that I really love in games. So, yeah. I don't know. So, anyway. Uh, Are you going to play it in a second? I am going to play it. Um, I think Bernie also did some video of it. Uh, Yay. If you guys want to take a look at Super Me yeah. Boy. Yeah. Uh, the monitor's behind well, me so I don't know I'll, if it was...
0: I'll read this really quick. Yeah. While we, and you can get set up for, sure. for your game. Why don't we too. do this?
1: I'll tell you what. Even though it'll drive Gus insane. Why don't we do why don't we do her speed run at the end of the show? Okay, great. Because we'll have a full podcast podcast. for the audio podcast, We'll just link back to it, and then we'll keep it on the video podcast.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. Yes. I was
1: commentating over her run in audio might be the most entertaining (laughs) thing of
0: all. Um, All right, so you've probably tried Hulu on your computer. Hulu Plus is so much more. With Hulu Plus, you can watch current season episodes of your favorite shows like Modern Family, Yay! The Daily Show, and Scandal. And watch every episode of shows like Nashville, Lost, and Doctor Who, because bow ties are cool. You get ad-free movies and kids' shows, too. Now more than ever, there is so much to watch. Take total control with Hulu Plus to stream these shows and thousands more as much as you want, whenever you want. Hulu Plus works on your computer, Smart TV, Roku, Apple TV, Xbox, PlayStation, pretty much any streaming device you already own. You can even watch on your phone or iPad while on the train at work, at the dentist, or in the bathroom. What? You can even knock off a blo- you can even block off a day knock to just off. binge. <laughs> uh, you you'll also get access to originals that you can't get anywhere else. Check out the new show Deadbeat, a comedy about a pot-smoking guy who talks to ghosts. Binge on all 10 episodes starting April 9th, which is past, so you can do it now. For only 7.99 a month, get your shows any anytime anywhere. That's like a quarter a day. Sign Right now, sign up at huluplus.com slash patch and get two weeks of full access completely free. That's a whole extra week more with this special offer when you sign up at huluplus.com slash patch. So get with it and start streaming TV now with Hulu Plus.
1: I do want to point out that you can see the Hotel Rwanda trailer on Hulu Plus right now. <laughs> it's right there. I could click it. Mr. Don Cheadle, his beautiful face. I won't be doing that. I'll
0: put it yeah. right in my queue. Yeah, we'll exactly. And stay there forever. I'll ignore that.
1: I also want to point out that midnight... The Comedy Central Midnight that we appeared on with uh, Gus Sarola, myself, and uh, young Gavin Free yes, all appeared on that this show. Meg, Ma- you were with us that me. night. I
2: was. I was in the back, being at, laughing at all your jokes. I was uh, I was actually back in between on the
1: eating every cupcake in the oh, dressing yeah. room.
2: Absolutely, all the cupcakes. Gavin hates cake, so I had to. What? Yeah, I had to take advantage. They were
1: awesome. They the gave us like this tray of like tiny little. There cupcakes. were mini
2: cupcakes, like one bite cupcakes. I love mini I ate cupcakes. Six of them.
0: You know, that's the Just downside. Frosting, to, that's point. the downside yeah. to mini cupcakes is that you get a big cupcake. And, like, you're like, all right, I'm going to have a cupcake. Never, ever start any sentence with that's the
1: downside to cupcakes. (laughs) Never say that. There's no No, – you you can't follow that with anything. That's
0: the downside to mini cupcakes. Still
1: has a cupcake. Cupcake is the overriding factor. There's no downside to cupcakes.
2: And then I smuggled out a, a whole box of them for you. Bernie. And
1: I ate them. Wait, what?
2: Yeah. yeah. So each I didn't person hear got their own this. Each person got their own box and I ate all of Gavin's and then and then Bernie was like, "Hey, do you have a bag?" And I had a big purse. He was like, "Great. Take this <laughs> out for me."
1: I'm working it off the rails here, but actually when we were out there, uh, uh, It's uh,
2: related to cooking, mama.
1: I, I was supposed to yes. bring home Gavin's stuff because he left it in my oh, car, God. and instead of him coming all the way to where I was, I decided to bring everything home. And I've had this stuff like a bag of his hair product. So if his hair's his been flat. His jeans and yeah.
2: his hair. He didn't buy any new hair products and I've been him? hearing it's about just, it for months. Like, oh, I gotta it. get my hair product. The best part was that Bernie brought it back to him, and it melted in his car, and he was like, "Oh, too bad." And then Bernie ran out immediately and got him a new. Thing I take that seriously.
1: Gel. I take it seriously. What I don't, what I don't like, and I will. Uh, complain about is the fact that I decided to do somebody a favor and now it's like working against me and I'm like, I fucking hate this.
2: Why does he not but like I the fuck new up hair, hair product hair you got him? No, it's just that he had to carry his stuff for I that. still haven't
1: given it to him. It's been like four weeks at this point, so.
2: Burn it. He'll if never Gavin is difference. naked and has no hair
1: gel, you know why. So. Alright, what else should we talk about before Meg does her speed run through Super Meat Boy? Anything else um, dramatic happened this week in video games?
0: Let's see. I have a little list here of stuff that,
1: uh. Get a little bit of a segue to something, so. Uh, Super Meat Boy was one of the games that was featured in Indie Game the Movie. Yes. And one oh, of the other developers yes. that was in Indie Game the Movie was Mr. Phil Fish. Oh,
2: Phil and Fish. And he re-
1: recently went on, he's the developer of <laughs> my cat noise. When well, you could say the infamous developer of Fez, yes. uh, he recently went off on a rant about specifically Let's Plays uh, and YouTube footage of video games, and just went on a rant about why that should not be allowed or that the video game developer should be able to claim all that footage.
0: Yes, yes. specifically, he said that uh, things like Let's Plays are basically piracy. This is his. This is his exact quote. This is his tweet. Ad revenue should be shared with developers. This should be built into YouTube. Anything else is basically piracy. Mm. If you generate money from putting my content on your channel, you owe me money simple as that.
2: Yes. Um, Phil Fish, for those of you who aren't aware. By the way, um, indie Indie Game the Movie... Please go see. It is amazing. You can get it. I believe it's still on Netflix. It was once upon a time. It is an incredible film. Uh, basically, Phil Fish loses his mind in the film. Uh, he's finishing Fez or trying to finish Fez. Uh, Fez did come out, and even though it was, what, like four years in the making, it was a little bit underwhelming. It was good, but a little bit underwhelming for four years of waiting. Then he started on Fez 2 and uh, lost his damn mind and quit the video game industry. Didn't he get it? He got into a fight with a, with a critic. Yes. And just, like, rage quit the industry. He doesn't know how to take criticism would be, to put it lightly. Um, and then I did an opinion piece on him, actually, that said he's an asshole. Out. Really? Drop the mic. He's an asshole. Drop the mic. Really? Yes. Phil Fish is an asshole. It, Come what? at me, Phil Fish. You're an asshole.
0: It, like, how do you rage quit the industry and then be like, no, wait, I'm kind of back. By the way, everyone should give me money. Oh, yeah. And then he rage quit Twitter.
1: Is that what? I'll do it Twitter, it right and goes, now. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll quit the industry right now. Here are like... Oh, this is this is bolted now. Yeah. I was gonna table flip, but it's not. It's yeah,
0: that he and he he went he deleted his Twitter account and just like he refuses to have dialogue. He needs help.
1: I thought there was a great objective piece uh, that was tweeted by Destin over at IGN. And he tweeted about a YouTube video which was an analysis of Phil Fish, which is not like Phil Fish the guy, it's Phil Fish, you know, the, the Phil Fish phenomenon. Um and it's just like this, the the like fez it's like sometimes the story of a of a of a project can outweigh the story of the project you know what and i mean it becomes its own thing and that's what that's what i think happened with fez uh, ben king and i our web developer we actually did cuz he i've known ben just like gavin since he was like 15 or 14 they kind of grew up on our site and Ben would get in arguments with people online and said, you know, to grow up in the public space or to come up in the public space is a, is a tough thing. And there was a YouTube video. I will link it in the link dump. We can't show it here on the podcast. But it was a guy who did a thought – did a very thorough objective analysis of Phil Fish and why why is Phil Fish regarded at the level that he is. And it's not because he's loud. It's not because he's obnoxious. It's not because he's boisterous. It's because he's all of those things and he's famous. And it's like gets a new like, – does Phil Fish deserve his success and whatever that means or does he de- deserve his fame which are two totally unquantifiable things you know whether somebody deserves something and what the hell is fame anyway uh, and I thought it was really interesting it was a, it was an independently produced YouTube video and I'll link it in there Isn't yeah it really really interesting no I, yeah, I like think to watch he's
2: definitely it. someone who brings about an interesting dialogue even if he refuses to participate in it yeah it's, it's almost like
0: he walks in he starts a topic and then he just like drops the mic and walks out yeah well he and it's then like the rest he... of us
2: are left to talk about it
0: which you know it's good it's a thing that is good to talk about but it's weird that he has a habit of, like, bringing up these... Like, he brings up topics that he refuses to talk about.
2: Right, exactly. He, he doesn't just necessarily drop the mic and then take off. He comes in the room, says, drops a bomb, waits for it to explode, takes all the people who are mad it exploded, screams up then, and then walks out before they can <laughs> scream back. Like, it's just... He's just the kind of he wasn't built for criticism and to put something that is so personal, like a video game project that you create as an indie dev, indie dev is incredibly personal. And I realize that it's hard to take criticism on something that's really personal, but you have to be able to do that to be in this industry. I think you also,
1: have to be a little bit measured in the amount of like overwhelming passion that you show. Otherwise it just seems like you're generating deliberate noise. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm just
0: gonna go out there and say that he kind of makes other indie developers look bad because there are so many, there are hundreds and hundreds of really amazing, talented, and most importantly, disciplined indie developers out there making amazing games. And amazing, like these amazing experiences. But it seems like Phil Fish always makes it about himself. And so it's almost like he's, he, he sees himself as the figurehead of the entire indie games development community. And for whatever reason, the fact that he sees himself that way and almost in some ways seems to represent himself that way everyone has just sort of gone along with it. Well, so, we're,
1: we're, let's talk, we're wrapping up here, but I want to talk about sure. the guy's points and not the guy himself, right? Sure. So this whole thing is, I, I tweeted at the top of the hour when somebody wrote to us, uh, I tweet or retweeted somebody who wrote that uh, they recently bought three games in the last two weeks. One of them was Game Dev Tycoon because they had seen us playing them on our channel on YouTube yes. and then they came up in the Steam sale. And so it's like, there's no accounting for how much money the let's play industry generates for the video game industry absolutely there's no accounting for that in any way shape or form and the online video industry does oh has always suffered from i think a problem of metrics where it's open and you can see literally how many people are watching this Um, you know and they can see like i have a video that's based on fez and it's ben king and i playing and you can see how many people watched it but i can't see how many people went out and bought fez because we were playing the game and it was an interesting game i can see how many people have Bought it before and played it before because they all screamed just for being shitty at the game.
0: So, <laughs> but,
1: that's like a thousand.
0: And there's another thing too is like how many views would that video have if it was just gameplay and it wasn't you and Ben having a dialogue and and adding to that? If it was just straight gameplay, like how popular is that going to be? Well, yeah, that's not. It's, one it's, of the it things. Right? It's the personalities that really drive that stuff.
2: Absolutely, that's actually Reggie Fisa Me, Uh Me, Fiza Me. He basically said that he doesn't think Twitch streaming is interesting because um, only if it's just gameplay. He doesn't think straight gameplay is interesting in any way, shape, or form, and so that's kind of one of the reasons Twitch hasn't been integrated into the Wii U yet. And it kind of brought up this dialogue at E3 of you know is how much does commentary add, and do you think gameplay is um, is boring? And a lot of people at first were outraged by these comments because Twitch is very beloved in the community. Um, But then when they looked, and they are the official streaming partner of RTX. That's right. And, uh, and they were the official streaming partner of E3 and of the Nintendo Treehouse. Of, the, of everybody, of the of Xbox and the
1: PlayStation as well. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, They're the
1: YouTube of streaming.
2: And a lot of people were mad at, at Reggie at first, but then they read the entire quote and they were like, you know what, I kind of agree. Like, just gameplay I'm not really looking for. Like, even with the speedrunners, the most interesting part of the speedrunning is the speedrunners going, okay, on this jump you have to be at this pixel and you have to, like, their input is what makes it interesting.
1: Yeah, or even, the, I mean, you can make an argument that, I could make the argument at least. That,
2: <laughs> I will make uh,
1: that. A Speedrunner that you can take the game and the game can be performed an infinite number of ways. That game can be formed. It is the performance of the speedrunner in that game absolutely. that makes it interesting. Yeah, you know?
0: absolutely. I would I would agree with that 100%.
1: Okay, the uh, Speaking I say of which, somebody on Twitter we, just uh, said, yeah, somebody just run? said on, on Twitter that uh, the only reason I bought Minecraft is because of your Let's Plays. Well, hmm. would you be willing to say that in court? If we get a piece of Minecraft sales, that would be awesome. That yeah. was a joke, by the way. That so was a joke. That, right. that
0: actually makes a perfect ending point. Is um, so uh, we'll the we'll wrap up for the um, for our uh, audio listeners, and then it will stick around and uh, watch Meg do her own speed run. It's a Meg games done quick for yes. Super Meat Boy and show us how and it's done. By the way, just to g- I'm not
2: a speedrunner. All right, <laughs> don't well, judge me. Thank you for watching. Thank you for
1: listening <laughs> to the patch. Gus will be back next week, and we will have. Uh, lots more order in Structure place. Structure
2: and order and
1: All right. rules. Oh, I thought we got cut off. Oh, uh, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> Thanks get for watching me.